On this episode of the No Chill Podcast, we're circling back to a moment in basketball that propelled us to where the game is today. At the time, Brandon Jennings went from Oak Hill Academy to the EuroLeague, and it was a move that puzzled and surprised many. Instead of the college route, one of the top prospects in his class, Brandon knew he had the pro makeup, so he went overseas to make it happen. When he was drafted number 10 overall in 2009, he entered the league with a year of pro experience under his belt, some money in his pocket. For Gil, Brandon was always that exceptional player that could score at will, a shoot first point guard and a shot creator, but he also had the vision to go against the grain. At the time, the move made headlines and few players followed the move, but as we're seeing now, a pathway has been made to where they don't need to depend on the college system to progress their careers. As for Brandon, enough time has gone by to look back at that chapter in his life with recognition for what he accomplished and where it took him to next. It's another edition of the No Chill Podcast. Brandon Jennings, remember subscribe to get every episode wherever you get your podcast as soon as they drop. And don't forget to check out the No Chill channel on YouTube. And don't forget every Monday, 8 p.m. Eastern, it's No Chill with Gilbert Arenas on the Fubo Sports Network. Welcome to No Chill with Gilbert Arenas. I'm Mike Botticell. Gil, you're looking something different about you this week. I mean, I got that gear on. Get that tough crowd on. Tough crowd. Yeah, that tough crowd on. For sure. Welcome to the show. What's up? What's up? Thanks, fam. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Brought the label. Making you look. We're updating your look. It's you know. Yeah, I'm old school. I got to get updated by the young ones. So we had you're LA guy. So it's a matter of time before you came in with us. And a thing I think Gil we recognize is. You were a pioneer of your day. That prepped the pro world oh, yeah, and yes, where things yes. are going now, you yes, know? Yes. Salute that. Yeah. Uh did that in uh 2008 um with Sonny Vaccaro. Um he was like one of the guys to start it to get it going. And um, yeah, I didn't think it would come, you know, be as big as it is now, you know, with Mellow Ball doing it and things like that. So it's it's progressing. It's it's progressing and giving uh, you know, other kids opportunities in life. Was the was that a hard decision? Because it was different, you know. Mm-hmm. No one ever, you know, done it before. So it was one of those things. I remember because you 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 was going to Arizona. Yes. So yes, when you yes. when you opted out and went overseas, it was like like was that was that decision just like was it hard or were you like nah I'm just gonna go play pro uh, and get that experience first? Well, it was hard because first I didn't even know if I was. Uh, physically ready for that mm-hmm. um, type of uh, basketball. And I mean, that was the first time I've ever been out the country. Mm-hmm. So I was definitely a little, it was definitely hard. And then, you know, the media was just killing me. Like, you know, ESPN, just, mm-hmm. you know, who does this kid think he is? Like, it's never gonna work. Like, like you know, skipping out on college. So it was kind of like, you know, I was kind of like a, like a villain uh-huh. for a minute. So, um, but once I got there, you know, I just started working on my game and, you know, I just started experiencing different things in life. So it was cool. How was the play there? Uh, it was definitely a lot of pick and roll, you know, you know a lot of pick and roll basketball, um, just a lot of teaching too. Mm-hmm. So, and I needed that, you know, coming from Oak Hill, you know, number one player thinking yeah. I'm the hot, hot this and go over there and just get a reality check, you know, it was really, you know, just really good for me. I'm going to say it took balls because you had to know all that media hype was going to, and the scrutiny is coming at you. For a young kid, you 
No one's someone's got to no, go no, the other no, direction. No, 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 no one, them. no one makes a decision knowing that they're gonna get killed for <laughs> by the media. Not, no one makes a decision like, yeah, the media about to kill me, and I'm gonna be okay with it. Nah, you just not you're even not, not even kill you, but they're gonna analyze your game. They're gonna scrutinize mm-hmm. the decision. It's just there's more heat than if oh, okay, I'm just gonna go to Arizona. You know, the heat, the heat comes from you know. Got to remember, no one's ever done it. You know, no no one knew what it was. So when you when you do something for the first time, usually people are getting people are questioning it because they never thought of it. You know, they never thought of it, and they wanted to fail so they can say, "Ah, I told you, you know, you should have just yeah, went to college." Sure. You know, it's it's sure. one of it's one of those type of of moves. So, you know, I remember you know we was playing and it was like, "All right, let, let's let's see how it works." But you know, any high level player, it it made sense because it's like, well that league will be harder than college. Yeah. So he will actually get better. You know, if you just say, if I say, all right, go to overseas for one year or play in college for one year, when you leave, where are you going to be, which player is going to be better? You're going to say the overseas player. Because he's been, he's playing with adults, experience. He's learning a different type of game. Yeah. You know, so it, it made sense from, you know, the basketball side of it. Just, I don't think the media was ready for it. Is it an obvious question, but why don't more guys do it? Uh, well, I mean, now they're playing. They're, they're playing. They're playing um, guys in the G League more. Um, I think so. I think the money's a little higher here. Um, I heard they're starting like a sixteen and under league. You know, where they paying players for hundred k. So, I mean, they're trying to find ways to to keep us here. Um, but if, but I think a, a, a kid coming out of high school should go to China mm. and hoop. Like I think it just it just turned it to a whole nother level. Cause Do you think that's a good idea? Financially, yes. <laughs> um, because because what ends up happening is like let's say let's say you was was a Jalen Green. Yeah. Let's say a player like Jalen Green went to China for that year. They they pay him a million million and a half. Mm-hmm. They pay him a million million and a half. You think so? Yeah. yeah no, for sure. If you, you have a big like enough, the, get him. If you have a big a million enough, for a, you need a name. If you have a big, he has a big enough name. If Lamelo La Ball went to China, yeah. his name would have generated a lot of money, and that right there opens up another another avenue. Um, but you know, the a reason a lot of kids don't do it still is because some kids want to play college basketball. You know what I mean? Some some kids like the ideal of playing college basketball. Some 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 like the ideal of the education. You know, because you got to remember your parents for the most part are going to be pushing yeah. that education stuff. So it's like, ah, let me go ahead and mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> let me go ahead and do this for for moms and pops. But I think it's also the unknown as a kid. It takes balls because you're going to go overseas. I, culturally, it's a difference in adjustment. It's a culture shock. Yeah. And so it's a lot easier to say, oh, I'll go to Michigan or Duke or Carolina. Something that's, like that. a, that's a culture, uh, culture shock. You're a West Coast kid. At least kid, it's your same you're, home you're country. You're a West Coast kid going to the East Coast and it's cold as shit there. Like, you know, yeah. that's different. Yeah. But yeah. So, <laughs> so what was that I mean, adjustment? I mean, shit, me going to, from Dominguez to Oak Hill was a, was mm-hmm. a, was a culture shock. Up in the mountains, up in the hills. At least they speak like, you know the same saying? language. Like, I mean, you know. Yeah. But still, like nobody. I, the nearest thing was like a McDonald's, which was forty-five and a gas station, forty-five minutes away. So I was basically like in mm-hmm. just like no, no, just a ball in basketball. So that was like different. 
like no hanging out with the homies after mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. none of that. Go right back to the dorm and mm-hmm. you know. It was different. It was different. But the other thing you had coming out was an all-time great mixtape. Which we've seen mixtapes now and other, <laughs> but man, the coldest ever. High school? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think we were actually like the first ones to actually get get it going. Um, you know, it was just it, it was also weird too, just to see guys like running up to you with cameras like during that time. That was the MySpace era time and mm-hmm. you know, all that sidekicks and everything. Mm-hmm. So yeah. um yeah, that era was fun, man. You know, uh, a lot of guys like John Wall, OJ Mills, Derek Roses and and all that. So it was a lot of great mixtapes. A lot of there was some good mixtapes, <laughs> but <laughs> there was some good ones. Uh, but yours stood out to the world. It was like um it was one of the, you know, we all played high school basketball. You know, you play high school basketball, you think you're the coldest thing walking, and then you just go on the internet and, <laughs> and, <laughs> and bam, like, what? What is this? He's, and, and, you know, and that was the, that was what we all like, NBA players, like, yo, hey, uh, Nah, bro. Who is this, bro? Like, yeah. what moves does he have? He sitting there, driving, let me go. Shit, I'm not left-handed, but let me go ahead. And we sit here writing moves down, you know, from because we, you know, once you got to that level, you didn't really look down. But soon as the mixtapes hit, oh, that that changed that changed everything. And you were part of that we see, wave that shit. Because you got to remember, we're pros and we're seeing high school kids do shit we didn't even think of. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, and we're sitting here like, yo, that's coming. Yo, we got mm-hmm. <laughs> to change our sh- We got to change our game up. Fuck, fuck the, you know, the, the people who we're playing against now, they, they got them regular ass crossover moves. This is, this is some whole different type of stuff that we... We ain't even ready for, so we have to, we had to adjust quick. And you were at that at that time, you were just playing your game, being yourself. Mm-hmm. That was captured, right? Cut up, looked cool. Now some kids do it for the mixtape, and they want that part of their game showcased in the mixtape. In the mixtape. Uh, I, I I think I got to blame the internet for it a little <laughs> bit. Um, I mean, because when we were when we were playing, I mean. You know, back when I was coming up, I mean, you know, guys like Gilbert Arenas, um, you know, uh, you know, the Drew League and everything mm-hmm. like that was like, you know, when the Drew League was in the middle of school, mm-hmm. you know, so it was just different. Like the era of the UCLA runs were different. I mm-hmm. remember being a young kid going up to UCLA, playing on the same court with you guys and, you know, uh, you know, Paul Pierce and all this. So it was just, you know, we were around just a lot more. And it was more rare and raw. Yeah, I mean, yeah, back yeah. then. It was just raw because it's like, you know, we it was real basketball. Yeah, it was just real. So when you got a chance, it was like, yo, I have to prove my point. Like, I got to prove my point, like, right from the jump. I was going to say it was more intimidating. Yeah. Yeah, but you got to remember, it's real basketball. So it's, it's not like, you know, we're going out there and we're purposely mm-hmm. trying to, you know, it's like now it's more of the back to the old N1 style. You know, we're doing it to be on the mixtape. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of this, teaming up too. Yeah, this was just basketball, mm-hmm. and it was just a very high level skill of him hooping, and and that that's the difference between now. Like you can look at a player and say, "All right, he's talented." You can say, "Okay, he's Instagram good." Mm-hmm. You know, you can actually yeah. see the difference. Or now, when that kid comes in the gym 
we saw the hit, we saw your little mixtape. Now we're gonna show, you know, now you're with the big boys. Yeah, but that's what I said. A lot of kids get get barbecued because of their mixtape. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They get barbecued yeah, because of their sure, mixtape. Their sure. mixtape made them seem like they they was some killers. Yeah. And then you be like, mm. and then you go at it. But that's what I've said. Back when the mixtape, you talking about Derrick Rose and all, it was real basketball yeah. just filmed and cut up and showcased. Mm-hmm. Now it's it's a little different. Mm-hmm. Kids are playing for the camera. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the... That was just yeah. raw and... That was just, yeah. yeah. Just unfiltered. Mm-hmm. It was unfiltered, raw, and we cared a lot about, like, who was ranked up above us. Yeah. Like, yeah. Remember that? That was big. Like, seeing them <laughs> new rankings come out, we're like, oh, no. Nah. Oh, no. Nah. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. they took that personal. Mm-hmm. Like, Well, you get to say that. I didn't know. Like, uh, I, was, I was number 100, and I got the 99. So I didn't really know. Oh. <laughs> I didn't. I just. I didn't know the top ten until shit. I was in the NBA, mm. and I started like looking back to see who you know who was my peers, and yeah. you know that was like oh, oh okay. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Like the only person I ever knew that was like it was Demar Johnson. You know he was ranked number one all through. Um, Carlos Boozer. Mm. And that was pretty much it. You know, I didn't. You know, I didn't know the Joe Johnson or the Keith Bogans and any of those guys mm-hmm. that was up there. So you mentioned going to the old Drew setup or UCLA runs. What was the LA hoop scene like coming up? Man, that UCLA run was just. It was three courts going. It would be like you know, I think UBD. Everybody would be mm-hmm. on one court. Like everybody would be over there. Then you know, because the middle court, right? It was the middle court, the yeah. winter court. And then <laughs> yeah, if you yeah, lost, yeah. you had to go to the side court. It was just, but it was just good basketball. I mean, and being so young, being around all those, you know, uh, athletes and everything, it was just great. Like, because by the time that hit for you, the era of of guys there that became stars in the league mm-hmm. now still playing in L.A., but you had these young kids that now they're playing, they're future stars, and it just it was sort of a golden era for L.A. hoops. Yeah, when I was when I was playing, um, or when I was trying to get to that run. They wouldn't really, they, there was really no high school kids. There was no high level high school kids, um, barely any. Like, there was only one college guy, and he was Jelani Gardner. And he was colder than most of those pros that was on that floor. Uh, you know what I mean? So, other than that, you know, most of it was just pros. You know, so trying to get in the game was like, man, this is a little. Eh. You know what I mean? So when you did get there, it's more of shell shock because you, you know, you watching, you know, you watching, you know, now, you know, these, you know, they get to experience that their junior, sophomore, senior year. You know what I mean? Getting that run, getting adjusted quicker and faster. Well, who changed that? Shit, I don't know. I don't know. Your class, it, basically? No. Mm. Oh, eight was a good class. Oh, eight was for, for UCLA? Mm. Like I got in my senior year, um, but who was in your? But it was probably a little bit after me. Me, uh, when? So when you're when? before. You're after Trevor Reason, him, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah so Trevor was it? Was it like Russell? And so it was like it was like uh, Darrell Wright. So yeah, yeah. Like D. Wright was still young. Like he yeah. was in the league hooping at that time. Um, I think with Miami or something like that. But he was. Still so, young. Yeah, that's like before the injury. In. Yeah, yeah. See, yeah. so it would have been probably it would have been probably that yeah. second that group. DeRozan. Nah, no, a little bit before him. 
Yeah. Right? Yeah, no, mm -hmm. we've been a little bit before DeRozan. So Darrell Wright, um, big kid who went to um, Amir Detroit, Amir Johnson, that group. Yep, yep. Mm -hmm. that group. Marcus Williams. Yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like Poo yeah, Jitter and yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, that group. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that, that era. yeah. So that, yeah, that era. How about now, though? Now I'm away from the game now. Mm. <laughs> I've been away from the game for about three years. But you still, I mean, same with you, but you still see it as like, well, it's different. We had it, it a lot different. It is different. I mean, the era of basketball is just different, though. Just in general, like it's a lot of filming, like the UCLA runs, and I have a lot of more, a lot more filming now. So back then, there was no cameras, mm -hmm. like yeah, was no no nothing. Camera. You just had to know. So it's just different. Like, what's so funny is now, like, there's I, I call them, you know, like game change players, right? This this is your era of a style. That's the funny part about it. You, when you came in, you came in when point guards were still trying to be point guards. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? They were still, they were, they were, it was on that, that urge of right before point guards was allowed to just say, let's go. Mm -hmm. See, I was, I was, I was like Iverson was before me where they was like, all right, you go to the two. Then you had, you know, Steve Francis. He was a showcase guy mm -hmm. you know he wasn't a dominant score like he was more of a ooze and ahs yeah, yeah, you yeah, know he didn't yeah, really you know yeah. he put up 16 mm -hmm. to 18 so he was just he was just different yeah. then you had a mulberry who was that 20 to 24 eight assists but he was ball hog mm -hmm. you know that that was yeah. the label you yeah. eight assists you're ball hog so and then i was just unselfish you know what i mean that was <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, so when you came in, I remember it. You hit the hit the fifty five, right? Mm -hmm. And I said, he has two options. Either he keeps going, his veterans is gonna try to put a hold on it. And I said that's where he's at because he is the new school guard that's gonna come in mm -hmm. and make scoring okay, mm -hmm. or. I think you still had Michael Red. Yeah, Michael Red was still there. Yeah, you still you still yeah, got Bogut your vet, Michael Red. Yeah. Who else was there? Bogut was there. Yeah, Bogut. So I'm like, you know, you already proved that you're like, oh shit, he can put up big number. He is the next wave. Yeah. So it's either he just says, fuck everybody, this yeah. is who I am, adjust to me, or they're gonna try to make him adjust to them. Yeah. I battled with that too a lot my rookie year. Yep. Trying to figure it out because it was more like, you know, like you said, it wasn't really a thing for point guards to be just scoring like that. So I battled with that a lot. And that's why I felt like I was really inconsistent a lot. Just, and like, I feel like Milwaukee wouldn't let me be who I wanted to be. What's well, so funny, it sh and it showed, yeah. it, it, it showed, it showed in the game. It showed in the game, it was like very aggressive. And then it was like backseat, backseat, kind of aggressive backseat. And I'm like, oh, it's them. He's, he's battling. He's battling who he is right now. Yeah, like, I mean, even with the high top. I mean, I came in there with the high, high top, top, like all that. They were trying to like dumb it down. They were trying to always dumb me down for mm -hmm. stuff. And I was just like, oh, I ain't fucking with that. Like, nah, like we gotta, like this is who I am. Yeah. Like, this is what I bring. If I can't be myself, then, you know, like that's just, you know, my style is important to me. Yep. Who so. Who is that on though, to help you with that? The coach, a vet? Um, it's a little bit of both because you know, if you're a general manager and you don't know what you have, you can you can f it up. 
you know, if you're players and you see something that you don't necessarily agree with, you're going to try to, you got to remember, you're a rookie. Yeah. So my yeah. word means a lot. So if I say, yo, yo, stop shooting that shit like that, yeah. Yeah. right? Mm-hmm. That's the intimidation. Yeah. Because now you're scoring 55 and everybody's like, oh, shit, you're the new, mm-hmm. you know, AI. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm the guy trying to get my career back. Nah, I need to I need to put a halt to you. Yeah, for sure. you know what I mean. And that's and that's what ends up happening. Yeah, you know, and it's one of those things where if you're not a smart enough coach or Jonah manager to see you have a player who's going to change the game and be ready to trade or sit or bench anybody who's going to interfere with it, you're going to lose that player. And I, I th- that same era, I mean, that same around that same time. Mm-hmm. That was happening to you and happened to Tyreek Tyreek Evans. Yeah, because after my rookie year, we won 46 games. We mm-hmm. had a great year. And then we got rid of almost the whole squad. So remember, I'm a rookie. And it's <laughs> like, you know, me, Kurt Thomas, like, you know, we're bonding. Like, everybody's like, it's kind of like a, it's like, all right, like, look, we just need a couple more pieces. Mm-hmm. But we end up just getting rid of, like, damn near everybody. And, you know, I wasn't ready for that, mm-hmm. like, as mm-hmm. a rookie. I'm like... Like, what are we doing? Yeah, because yeah, like, you, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't, I don't get it. Like, I'm just like, yo. And then we don't make the playoffs the next year. So it's like, you know, that's it, it, it kind of just fucked me up a little bit. But if they were building the team around you, that would have made sense. You're saying there was just a transition yeah. that we, did we even have a plan? Yeah, I just felt like the moves we made after my rookie year, I wasn't rolling with. Like, just off, because we, we already had the, the type of bond and the type of players. You know, I understand we, me, John Samuels was there in the backcourt. Mm-hmm. Um, Bogut, he just had to, you know, stay healthy and things like that. But we went and got like mad see, other see, people. See, he, he experienced the, the opposite. Usually when you're a high level player, you're coming into a bad situation. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, yo, do you? And then we'll build there. So he's coming into a situation where the team is decent. Yeah. So now he's relying on this team, you know, this, this, this team, we're winning. So he's already mentally adjusted to winning. Right. Okay, we yeah. gotta, we're sacrificing, sure. you know, to make, you know, this work. And then it's like, all right, fuck all that, get rid of everybody. Here's your new squad. And you're like, wait, hold, wait, hold on, yeah. bro. Yeah. Like yeah. I went from 46 to 17. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and I was in that, you know, to be honest with you, I was in that, that's when I had vets that were still, like you said, trying to get their careers back mm-hmm. and things like that. So it was battling all that. So now I'm really just kind of like, yeah, uh, y'all go ahead. Like, y'all, <laughs> y'all, y'all go ahead. Not to mention <laughs> yeah. coming in from overseas and that yeah, hype around right. that. Right. So. Now, that's what I said. It's usually the, like when you see a player like like having a real up, real down, and then he he's just sitting, it's because he's battling with vets that they don't want to let go. Think about that, Gil. How would you have handled that? All right, there's this young, this young kid. A lot of sensation around him. Seen the mixtape. He goes up and plays overseas. Now he's coming in. How am I going to handle that? But I remember I had John Wall. I know. Mm-hmm. So I knew I couldn't. I couldn't compete with the future. Right. So instead of me competing, here you go. Yeah. Which, which you know, and I take the back seat because I knew if I want to survive, I have to be able to adjust. He doesn't have to adjust. He's the new guy. You know what I mean? So you know that's where I gave the keys to John Wall. When I was a rookie coming in, you know, I got Max Antoine, right? I got Larry Hughes. I got a full squad. When I got in, I didn't give a fuck about none of them. Dude. I, I, I remember I'm, I'm racing down the court. I, 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 talked to, look, I talked to Tony Parker. So he's a rookie too. So he's over at, um, so he started, he 
he's with uh, Tim Duncan and Dave Robinson. Yeah. So I'm like, yo, so like, what do you what do you do? He's like, um, you know, in half court, you know, just get them the ball and I'll cut it. And if they pass it, they pass it. If not, on a fast break, I just try to beat them down the court mm-hmm. so I can score. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I, I, <laughs> yeah. So that's all I did. I just went to rebound and. Took off, right? I, just, I tried to take off this area and fuck up, fuck up play. Yeah. And then I remember Antonio, hey, slow down, Rook. Nah, speed up. <laughs> speed up. Yeah. So that's how I was yeah. getting my points, just trying to hurry and beat them down the court. And then I remember we were we were bumping heads. Like my, my first two years, it was a bump. Like they were they were benching me, they were doing all this, and I'm like, if they break me now, I'm broken forever. You know what I mean? They, 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 it, and that, that's when I realized that just like any level, everyone's trying to test where everyone's at. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's like, well, if I want to survive, I got to be able to just, you know, you just going to have to be mad at me. You know what I mean? You know, so after the games, I was getting my ass whooped for not passing. But I, ain't, I don't care about none of that. <laughs> Tie me up, throw me in the water. I don't care about none of that. I don't care about yeah. none of that, yeah. bro. I'm getting these shots up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I, I got two years, so I have to, I have to, I'm, I'm trying to get to that that next contract. Yeah, I got two yeah. years. I got fucking less than a hundred games. I yeah. I didn't have no time to just sit back and say, all right, let me just play my position. You know, try to figure this out. I didn't I didn't have that luxury. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, but I see it. I seen it all the time. I remember when I had to you know talk to Nate. Like we already had a game plan. Got a game plan. All right, Nate. This is what Nate. This is gonna do. You know, be careful. So we come in the game, and I'm like, all right, all right. Watch him on the weak side. Fast break. Fast break, one on one, and he brings it out to the three point line, run offense. And I'm sitting here like, so after the game, I wasn't gonna say this shit during the game. Mm-hmm. I was like, yo, what was that? Like, no, 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 bro, you a tiger, bro. I did the research, you was a tiger. Don't come in here passing, bro. I, I couldn't guard you. Mm-hmm. You, you, you gave me a good ass day. Like I, I get to sleep tonight. Mm-hmm. I said, you, you averaging this, you supposed to come out fire and do yeah. what you do. Yeah. I said, don't, don't mind what he told you, bro. Mm-hmm. He knows what you do. He put you in the game. Yeah. Do what you do, yeah. right? And I said, you, you have to do what you do because a coach will strip you from it. Your players will strip you from it. The fans will strip you from it. So you have to be able to withstand. And, and and do what you do, or you know, you you get you get lost because you know they f- confidence up. Yeah. Well, Brandon, what you're talking about is identity, and you're saying you don't have a lot of time. Nobody does to come into the league. You got to pr- you prove yourself early and yeah. stick with that. You got to know your identity, and you're trying to figure that out on the fly, and things yeah. can fall off. Yeah. Well, you got what what they say our window is what three three years, right? Yeah, windows three. Yeah. No, like three years, three to four years. So you got, you know. <laughs> You got to go right in there and figure it out, you know. And you feel like you got all the time in the world. Yeah, I mean, I was lucky enough to play nine years, you know, in the uh, you know league. Play you know ten years professionally, um, so you know it's a blessing. You know, you just got to look at it, and you just got to keep growing, like growing, and just like you said, just keep going and keep moving forward, regardless, like with with everything. Yeah, I, I always look at situations though, like. Um like you look at players and you be like, well, if he was on this team, oh my God, he would have been way better. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I, do you do that? Yeah. 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 <laughs> like, if yeah. he had yeah, that yeah. system, oh man, that would have been hard to guard yeah. that system. Because I remember, I remember we was playing you guys, right? <laughs> and Nick, Nick was, Nick, Nick, Nick with me the whole time. 
Because, you know, I just got off my knee surgery. Okay. So, <laughs> so we were like, you know, looking at the scout report, and they'd be like, all right, Gil, you got to guard Brennan Jennings. And then here comes me. <laughs> oh, yo! Yo, he about to tear your fucking knee up. I'm like, what? Like, yo, you gonna, he going to hit your ass with one of them, boop, and you going to like this. <laughs> like, yo, hey, that shit used to bother the shit out of me. Bro. Oh, he was the player, because yeah. this came, he didn't name your name. He just said there was a young player. Yeah, no, no, no. it was him. He was Brent. We played now it. We he's know. like, he going to shake it. He's going to be like, ah! He's like, he going to shake the shit out your knee, bro. Like, so you going on like, you going on the court like, oh, man, please don't hit me with a young fella. I do not want to go through surgery. And then he's like, now reverting back to the highlight tape I see. It's like, yo, hey, listen, listen, listen. <laughs> If he drives, bro, y'all gonna y'all gonna do. I am not trying to guard him like that. Like so, AD, AD, be ready. I'd rather guard Michael Red, even though I don't feel like like running around them screens like that. Mm -hmm. But I am not trying to be shaking big all goddamn day. But that shit was funny. I said, ah, yeah, my knees about to fall off. Yeah, I think I played you. I think I played you like four times my rookie mm -hmm. year. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think we played like yeah preseason everything. Yeah. So. Yeah, we had some battles. I would have wanted to see those UCLA runs. Those battles. Like you said it was, yeah. Those runs is where you see the best of someone. Yeah, yeah. Those runs is where you see the best of someone's capability because mm -hmm. you got to remember, they're not handicapped by a system, a coach, or no rule. Yeah. So you will see players raw. And what you see there... You'd be like, God dang, like, I'm glad he's there. Cause, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because yeah. players are have your number. That like, you can be a five-time all-star, and you go to UCLA runs, or and you got a motherfucking you up. Mm -hmm. Literally busting your ass every summer you get. He can never do it in the game because he's handicapped. Yeah, for sure. For sure. He's handicapped by a system. And that is some real, like, there's some, that's some real, like, you're handicapped. You're put in a box. Yeah. When you're in the, there, you're un, unfiltered. Unfiltered. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. So there's, there's guys that, that's not in the league, that's on benches, that's better than most of the players that's playing. But yeah. they, they, they don't ever get, they don't ever get that. That opportunity. That opportunity. Yeah. That runway. All right, let's take a break to talk about our good friends at Babbel. You know, for most of us, learning a second language in high school or college wasn't exactly a high point in our academic careers. You know, for me, it was just getting down the terminology, the vocabulary, the pronunciation, the punctuation. Didn't sound natural or organic, and I didn't do so well with it. Well, now thanks to Babbel, the number one selling language learning app, there's an addictively fun and easy way to learn a new language. Whether you'll be traveling abroad, connecting in a deeper way with your family, or you just have some free time, Babbel teaches bite-sized language lessons that you'll actually use in the real world. Now, if I can only go back to high school and apply it to my Spanish courses, I probably would have been an A student. Babbel's 15-minute lessons make it the perfect way to learn a new language on the go. Think about it, you can do it in the car, on the school bus, if you're late to class, in the hallway. Any way you need it, Babbel can make it happen. Babbel designs their courses with practical, real-world conversations in mind, things you'll get to use in your everyday life. Other language learning apps use AI for their lesson plans, but Babbel's lessons were created by over 100 language experts. 
Their teaching method has been scientifically proven to be effective. And with Babbel, you can choose from 14 different languages, including Spanish, French, Italian, and German. Plus, Babbel's speech recognition technology helps you to improve your pronunciation and accent. That's the key. So start your new language learning journey today with Babbel. Right now, when you purchase a three-month Babbel subscription, you'll get an additional three months for free. That's six months for the price of three. Just go to Babbel.com and use the promo code NOCHILL. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com with the code NOCHILL for an extra three months. Babbel, language for life. And let's talk about our friends once again at Athletic Greens. Today's program is being brought to you by Athletic Greens, the most comprehensive daily nutritional beverage you can try. I know it because since we got introduced to Athletic Greens on No Chill, I can't live without it, especially as part of my workouts. With so many stressors in life, it's difficult to maintain effective nutritional habits and give our bodies the nutrients it needs to thrive busy schedules, you get some poor sleep, exercise get is necessary, right? Stress or simply not eating enough of the right foods, it all goes into it. This is where Athletic Greens can help. Their daily all-in-one superfood powder is your nutritional essential. It's by far the easiest and most delicious nutritional habit that you can add to your health routine today and empower you to take ownership of your health and that's exactly what i did to try to juggle all the vitamins and nutrition you need on a daily basis would have a cabinet full of pills shakes and powders and that's why i love athletic greens it's in one pack it mixes with water and you're and you're good to go one tasty scoop of athletic greens contains 75 vitamins minerals and whole food source ingredients including a multivitamin, multimineral, probiotic, green superfood blend, and more that all work together to fill your nutritional gaps in your diet. They increase energy and focus and to aid with digestion and supporting a healthy immune system, all without the need to take multiple products. And that's what it is, the simplification of your nutrition. That's the key for me. That's why I love Athletic Greens. Athletic Greens continues to obsessively improve this one holistic formula based on the latest research producing 53 iterations over the last decade and counting. They invest in the most absorbable and natural source of each ingredient and go above and beyond in third-party testing to ensure their customers continue to receive the highest quality and best nutritional habit on the planet. It's lifestyle friendly, whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free, and contains less than one gram of sugar without compromising on taste. And right now, Athletic Greens is doubling down on supporting your immune system during the winter months, heading into spring, by the way. They're offering fans of the No Chill Podcast a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase if you visit our link today. You'll basically never have to buy vitamin D again. So whether you're looking for peak performance or better health, covering your bases with Athletic Greens makes investing in your energy, immunity, and gut health each day simple, tasty, and efficient. Simply visit athleticgreens.com slash no chill and join health experts, athletes, and health conscious go-getters around the world who make a daily commitment to their health. It's every day. Again, simply visit athleticgreens.com and get your free year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs today. Okay, real talk here. That soap or body wash you're using, it ain't it. 
It's packed with harsh chemicals, synthetic detergents, and it's brutal on your skin. If you're ready to step up your game to soap that's natural, great for your skin, and doesn't smell like a middle school locker room, Dr. Squatch is where it's at. Dr. Squatch is changing the way men approach hygiene with their natural personal care products that make you feel like a man and smell like a champion. All of Dr. Squatch's soaps are made in the USA using the finest ingredients nature has to offer. That means natural cleansers and nourishing ingredients that are actually great for your skin. Dr. Squatch's soaps come in a huge range of natural manly scents that are going to transform your shower. Whether it's their best-selling pine tar or scents like bay rum and cedar citrus, you're never going to have a boring shower again. And when was the last time you changed up your soap routine? It's time for a new scent. Think about it. Make the change. And if you really want to make it easy on yourself, you can also subscribe to Dr. Squatch, just like hundreds of thousands of other guys out there. Every month, fresh bars of Dr. Squatch show up at your door. It's super easy. They've also got a full lineup of personal care goods like deodorant, hair care, and toothpaste. That's what it was. It got me thinking. It's time for a change. These showed up at my door, and it was definitely overdue. So right now, new customers can get 20% off orders of $20 or more when they go to drsquatch.com and enter the code DSC no chill. That's drsquatch.com with the code DSC no chill for 20% off orders of 20 bucks or more. That's some real talk. 31. You're 31, right? Yes. Why are you not playing? Why well, I'm not playing? Uh I'm not playing because I just fell in love with something else. I'm just moving on with, with my life. Um, just far as like the mental outside of, you know, outside of basketball, you know, I went through a lot mentally, um, family and friends and stuff like that. So um, I've just in a different space. Is it, the, it was, was it the experience? Just the experience of just those nine years? Yeah, yeah, just those nine years. Um, and I just needed to like, you know, like start loving myself again and just start like doing what's best for Brandon. So I'm just, I just feel like I'm just doing what's best for Brandon. Um, the vibration, what I'm on, you know, my new company. And, you know, I just accept it. Like, you know, I did my thing, you know, 10 years and I just accepted it. I'm ready just for the new, the next chapter. What's so funny is that's when, um, when I was in uh, Memphis, right? Yeah. I used to watch, um, <clears throat> I had, so I had Jeremy Pargo and um, Josh Shelby. Those were the, you know, the two rookies that was um, in with me. So I used to just, you know, watch them. They put their work in, yeah. right? Game time comes in, sit the little asses on the bench, mm-hmm. Gil get in, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm training with them, trying to show them how to be professional, show them how to work out, right? Not, I'm not on their level no more, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I'm not on their level mentally, physically anymore, but I'm getting, they're getting benched because I'm a vet. Mm-hmm. At the end of that season, uh, I sat there and I had to ask my question, do I love this anymore? Or was there too much bullshit, mm-hmm. you know, that just says go a different direction? Yeah. So people actually thought I was blackballed because of the gun situation. Like, nah, I played in Orlando after that. I went to Memphis after that. I was mentally, I didn't love it the way I did. Mm-hmm. And since I didn't love it no more... I'm not going to, I don't want to be on one of those guys that sat on the end of the bench holding up a spot for somebody else trying to live their dream. And that was my reason, you know, but, you know, I was looking at you, I'm like, 31, damn, 
Steph is 32, this person yeah. 33, this, and this is, this your, this is your game, right? <laughs> this is, you know, and, and I'm looking at like, wait, hold on. He was handicapped in his early career of that style, but this is his style yeah, right here. Sure. Yeah. And at 31, this motherfucker still quarantined, no, just trying sure. to. No, for sure. I feel like I could still go, for sure. And I'm like, this, this, is, this is his style of the guard that, that's in pick and rolls, that guard that gets to go one on one, mismatch problems. That motherfucker would eat this era up. And I said, you was handicapped by my era still, mm -hmm. but this is. No big. This is yeah. This is this is this is your era. So I was trying to figure like, no, baby, get back up in there. Yeah, I yeah. still could. I mean, <laughs> you, know, I mean I, you might hype me up too. That's what I said. Know. It's like it's it's, it's yeah. like I mean, you got to remember, everyone, everyone that's still at a high level are actually older than you. Yeah, yeah. Russell's older. KD's mm -hmm. older. James Harden's older. Uh, Curry's older. The yeah. Rosen's older. CP, yeah. Yeah, see, I mean, you know yeah. what I mean? And yeah. and that has nothing to do with speed. You're still faster. Still can shoot like it's it's one But of the those real things. thing, what, what Brandon's saying is that people don't understand. Oh, you get millions of dollars to play basketball, you you know what you're doing at that mm -hmm. pro level, but the point is if if I'm not feeling it, if it's, it's the my mental. heart's not in, yeah, into it's the it, it's the it's, mental. It's the mental. It's, it's, it's yeah. sometimes like I, it's sometimes when you work so hard and you don't see the fruit. Of the labor, yeah, you get discouraged, yeah. You know what I mean, and you know the the free agent year. I know, like mentally, that hurts too. You know yeah. what I mean. You out there busting your ass, yeah. you looking at your numbers, and this is what I'm gonna get. Yeah. And they like, ah, you know, you can do it one year, and you're like, yeah, yeah. I was kind of, yeah, I was, butt, <laughs> I was butt hurt my year when I, I took my Achilles, <laughs> and you know, like I, you know, and then. Other people got paid, and it's just kind of like, now nah, I got signed in one year. Like, it's, it's just like, it's just kind of like, here we go. Yep. And, like, then, and, like, it's, we and go. then sometimes the business of basketball screws. Yeah, it takes you know, the fun away. It, it takes the fun away. You know, and, and people don't realize that the business of basketball sometimes takes the fun away and takes the passion, you know, out of, you know, someone's, someone's, someone's journey, you know. That's why your team got to be strong, though. You got to have a strong team. And it starts from home too, though. Yeah. Like you know, you gotta make sure your home is straight. You gotta make sure the team, everybody's around you. So, you know, I think that's where it starts. But you know, to. but sometimes even even your home, your home situations, no matter how strong it is, they they don't understand this part of it mm. because they haven't been there. Right, right, right. You know, so you know, no matter you know what you're saying when you go back home and they're trying, they still don't really, they really don't understand, mm -hmm. you know, the battle that yeah. you're mentally going through, you know, from, you know, coaching, roads, you know, he's not playing you the way he's supposed to be playing you or what you deserve. Yeah. You know, this guy's picking on yeah, you, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. He ain't calling the yeah. plays yeah. that I, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I remember hearing a, a Kobe story, which is, Funny in itself, but uh -huh. it makes sense. It makes right, sense. Right. So Kobe's averaging 35, mm -hmm. right? He's, he's averaging 35. Mm -hmm. Kill it. He's mad at Rudy T. Because he says, <laughs> you're not giving me the ball where I want the ball. <laughs> right? Right, he's like, wait, wait, what? You're averaging 35. Uh -huh. Yeah, you're making me bring the ball up and doing all this because if I didn't have to do all of this, mm -hmm. I could be averaging forty. And yeah. and I had to think about it like, 
Okay, it actually makes sense. You're thinking I'm, I'm giving you the ball early. Right, like, right. no, 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 no. That's right. not where right. I want the ball. Right, Just right, hold right. on. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And that's what the that's what a beef was about, though. Like, <laughs> yo, you ain't giving me where I want that shit. Yeah, yeah. But he's having 35. That's funny. So what you're saying there, Gil, is the life and the role of a bucket getter, which is what you were and you are. It's not always welcomed, but it's needed. <clears throat> it was always needed. Um, there was this, you know, Magic Johnson is the one who made that pure point guard a thing, even though he was, you know, a small forward and he had point guards on his team, um, but they just end up being scores. I'm, I'm the type of, you know, player and, you know, coach that I want all my players as weapons. I don't want a dead man. I don't want a dead man on the court. Like I want everyone a utility guy. Everyone can be able to put up, you know, I'm a guard. So I want my guards to score. Like the more you can score, the easier it is for the pass. If you're coming out thinking pass, He's never going to get an open shot. If you go in thinking score, 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 that means his man has to help. When he helps, then you pass. You know, so someone like, you know, Russell, the reason he can score, you know, he averages 10 assists ain't because he's passing shit out of the ball. Probably makes 20 passes. You know what I mean? But those 20 passes is here. I'm trying to tack here. You know what I mean? So he's getting 10 assists versus someone who's making 100 passes getting 7 assists. You know, and, you know, I would rather have a guy trying to score 55 every game than, you know, someone trying to, you know, score 17. I don't need, I don't, 17 don't help me because <laughs> yeah. I'm one of those, if your ability says this is what you can do, I want you to tap into that ability all the time. Those other guys will figure that shit out themselves. You know what I mean? Because you ain't making them better. Their work ethic, their training, their individual works makes them better. Mm-hmm. And we have this, this fake notion of the point guard is supposed to make me better. It's not, not a real thing. If you're yeah. a Honda, you're Honda. Right. Right. You're Honda. Right. I can't make you a Ferrari. That's yeah. not how that yeah. works. Yeah. You're, yeah. You, you can upgrade your own little piece, get you a new engine, you know, yeah. put some little spoil. That's what you can do to your own car and make you, yourself valuable right. in right. this game. Sure. You become a three-point shooter. Now when I throw it and pass it, you make sure. I didn't make you better. You worked on your game, made you better. But they have this fake notion of guys make each other better. Did, did, mm-hmm. did um, Curry make Durant better? Did Durant make Curry better? Right. Is Durant making Kyrie better? Is Kyrie making James? No, just good guys together right, and they right. figure that shit out. Right, right. You know, so I want bucket, I want bucket getters. I want and you, you look at guys, Jamal Crawford, Lou Will, Jordan Clarkson, you need those guys. <laughs> There's gonna be a point in the game or a point when you had a plan and that's off. Go do it for us. Yeah, you gotta know how to utilize them though. Right. You know what I mean? You, you know, you can have something special and you don't know how to use it. Um, I always, I you know, especially, you know, when I was playing, I hated that six man who can who who got buckets. You know what I mean? I, I it's like it was it was it was one of those things like man, like mm-hmm. yo, hey, my guy sub about sub me out. I'm not. I'm You're not, saying I'm, he puts pressure yeah, on you. Yeah, yeah. This is my the starter averages four, bro. This twenty one coming off. I'm not guarding him, man. Right, 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 right. <laughs> That's funny. 
Yeah, bucket getters. And that and that's what ended up happening because you remember back then they had like when I was in, they had like starters or Avery uh, or uh, Ivory. Um, Royal Ivy. Royal Ivy. Ivy. You yeah. know, players like that. You know, he's just there for defense. Going to get two. I, I can guard him all damn day. I didn't want what was coming off that bench. Right, 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 right. I don't right. want Jamal Crawford coming off right. that bench. Yeah, no, that's true. You know, that's what I said. That's when they had the fake. They, they, they had that that that. Like I guard Patrick Beverly all day. I do not want to guard Luke Williams coming off the bench. No, thank you. you know, I can have that. <laughs> yeah. So you see, you see what it is. You see how the mind works and the, yes. the theory there. So let's let's ask Gil some questions. Dive into it. Ask Agent Zero. Ask Agent Zero. Uh, is it true, right? When 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 you used to get off planes, they said you used to go to the gym and be in the gym like three or four in the morning. Yeah. And like literally be like off the plane, and like because I, I you know I had I went by my routine. Um, I had to do the you know like early in my career I was studying. Um, the, the shooter's wall. You had the rookie wall, okay. and then he has that shooting slump. Okay. So I'm trying to figure out a, a shooting slump. What is a shooting slump? How do you how do you get in it? How do you get out of it? And you know, I started realizing when I was tracking my shots mm-hmm. how that happens. You know, if you're on a West Coast trip, right, and you got shit nine games in 13 days. Yeah. You ain't really getting no shots up like that. Right. You know what I mean? You you go the day before the game or the day of the game, get your pregame shots in, then you play. You know, if you're the star player, taking about 12 to 20 shots, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And then you have a game the next day, do the same little routine, and then you have a day off, you take the day off, and then, you know, so in that that five-day, you know, span, you took less than 500 shots. Versus when you in the summer. 300, 400 shots a day, 500 shots a day. So your shit is on point. So you're not having a shooting slump. It's just not A1 like you once was. So I had to figure out how to keep the volume up. Mm. You know what I mean? So when we landed, you know, five o'clock, I try to get to a gym, get my two, 300 shots in, and that's that's what I would do. Yeah, that's tight. That's crazy. You know, it's, you know, it was just trying to find ways to get better because in the summer, we're equal. We all working out three, two times a day yeah. trying to, so I have to try to figure out how to get better than yeah. you is during the season. Mm-hmm. You know, so I got to try to catch who I'm trying to catch during the season because I got to put everybody on the same playing field in the summer. Yeah, I know that DC airport. So I mean, you used to fly <laughs> from, used to all, all the way, take another hour just to go back to the arena. And you got to go back to the arena, yeah. That's crazy. You know, go to, you know, when I go to town, look for a 24-hour fitness yeah, yeah. or one of those hotels that had a, a gym in it, Yeah, you know, so. That's what you're thinking. That most people they get off that plane, they want to go home and sleep. But yeah. you're saying it's an it's advantage. You got to find it. It's and, and it's it, you know it's it's one of those things where when I was when the season started, you know it was all it was really all about the season. So you know I didn't I didn't use my phone much during the season. You know all that ticket shit, girlfriend. Mm-hmm. One 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 argument, <laughs> we broke up. It's over. <laughs> <laughs> it's over. I ain't, I ain't even got yeah, time yeah, to be. Right. Playing those mind games right, right, right. during during the season, you didn't, you know. We got off the road. They want to go out to eat. You want to like? I ain't got time mm-hmm. for these little mind yeah, games. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you go, yeah. you know what I mean? So, you know, I tried to, you know, follow the rule of what I thought the old players was doing. Okay, you know what I mean? The Magic Johnson when you hold, heard those stories. Yeah. So I was trying to figure out how to get, you know, how to get better. Yeah. You know, 
Because it was one of those things where when I came in, I didn't, I didn't have money. You know what I mean? I didn't spend, I spent that on chain, Escalade <laughs> yeah, with yeah. speakers in it. Yeah. So I was, I, yeah. I came in broke. Yeah. So there was no clubbing for me. There was no really trying to go pick up girls because nigga had no money to anyway. So it was one of those things where I just had to sit in the gym. So by the time I got popping, I'm already, I already got a habit. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm stuck in my habit now. Yeah. All right. Well, we mentioned this. Gil's modeling tough crowd right now, but there's For much sure. more to it. And you mentioned this, vibrations. The yeah. vibration that you're on, is that what led you into starting the company? Uh, yeah, when I went to China in 2018, that's what kind of got me uh, into starting the brand. Um, I was like the only like you know black person in you know um, Tai Yuan, so it was like you know it was just tough. And I used to always be like, man, this is tough. Like this is a tough crowd. So ended up just buying the name. I was sitting on it for like a year because um, I didn't re really know what I wanted to do with it, and started making clothes. And I was just like, yo, I took a shirt and I was just like, yo, why not just put like you know tough crowd on the collar? Mm -hmm. And it was just ran with it from there. So it's been good, man. It's been the experience has been great. Um, Man, just meeting a lot of people, like meeting a lot of people and a lot of people I used to know from before. So it's like, it's all coming back full circle. That's the crazy thing about life. Like everything comes back full circle. So. so when you say make a shirt, are you designing the shirt? Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah, we're designing the shirt, yeah, washing it, you know, doing all type of, you know, things it's that we have to do. hands on. So. Fun, like it was yeah. the funniest. I, um, I own Agent Zero and Hibachi, right? And was gonna do clothes and I was like, I don't know. I don't know. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't, you know, me, I don't, I wanted to start, you know, I wanted to start it, but I don't have, I don't, I just don't like jumping in. Mm -hmm. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't like, you know, just jumping in and stuff, but I, you know, I'm like, you I sat on it. I'm sitting on it, trying yeah. to figure yeah. out For what sure. I'm going to, you know, what I'm going to do. I started a trucking company. Mm. So I started uh, uh, Agent Zero Transportation. That's tough. Um, so that's, yeah, you know, yeah, so yeah. I, you know, they said you have to do something with the name. So I'm like, all right, you know, and, yeah. and I started Agent Zero uh, trucking company, yeah. uh, got me, got me two trucks about to put them on the road and yeah. then go from there. That's how it starts though. I mean, I don't know where tough crowd is going to go. It can, you know, but definitely have plans, you know, definitely, you know, thinking about the future. I want to open up a school, you know, like a tough crowd, little academy yeah, for yeah. like, you know, like, uh, like seventh, eighth grade. You know what I'm saying? Before they get into high school, cool. like, you know, get them tapping into like different things in life. That's like yeah. the toughest age, actually. Yeah, yeah right, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's the it's important though, you mm -hmm. know, because you know, that next step is high school and then, you know, after that is hey, yeah. <laughs> and, and even what both you guys are saying is these things come to you. It wasn't like you said, okay, I'm gonna do this like on purpose after this, mm -hmm. after this. It was just something that caught your eye or you're you're actually passionate about. And yeah. that's the key to it. You know, wherever it goes, it's going to be on the strength of your energy. Yeah, it's just drive. It's mm -hmm. just drive. That's why I asked him. I said, you know, was it true about you? You know, doing what you did during the season because that's just the drive that these kids need to hear. Like, you know, I'm still trying to, still trying to find ways to keep getting better and trying to stay ahead of the game. You know, and that, that that's that's really the key. I, I think sometimes what we lose sight of is. When we started playing this game to the day we make it to the pros, mm -hmm. that's how long 
the training was yes, yes. to get there. Yes. And I don't think we actually sit there and understand. Mm-hmm. If you started at 10 and you got, it took you 10 years mm-hmm. to get to the pros. Yes. Yes. So when you get there, it's going to take another 10 years of training to get where you want to be. Yeah. You know, even if it's a championship, the best mm-hmm. part, you, it's, it's still a journey. And I think when we say it out loud, mm-hmm. oh, 10 years, you know, oh, 10, oh. And, that, and I think that's what stops us sometimes. Mm. You know, instead of saying, all right, you know, I didn't I didn't make it this year, because that's what I used to do. I used to go in and I remember Michael Red made it all-star game and I was I was pissed off. And the fucked up part is I was hurt majority mm-hmm. of that season. Yeah. So there was no way I mm-hmm. was gonna make it to the all-star mm-hmm. game. But I felt that he made it, I should have made it. Mm-hmm. One of those things. Yeah, yeah. And Michael Red was killing at the time, right? Mm-hmm. But that was where my mind went. Yeah. I'm like, all right, oh, so they're gonna just pick him yeah. over me. Yeah, yeah. All right, yeah. going to the lab. Yeah. You know, trying yeah. to figure out a way because I have to be realistic. Before I get to you, I gotta crawl, I gotta get this person out of the way, get this person, yeah. come here, come here, yeah. come here. Yeah. And that's what I was doing every year. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I see Michael Red, your third team. Nah, that's my position. That's my position. Like you shouldn't be there. That should be me. Mm-hmm. Okay, make third team. Second team? That's who's the second team? Oh no, nah, I need the second team now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I need the second team now. Mm-hmm. And you jump in, and that's and that's how I was progressing. Like I didn't really say, all right, I'm ready for Allen Iverson and Steve Nash. No, 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 no. There was there was levels. Yeah. <laughs> there was levels before them, and you know. You know, when you're when you're growing up, you know, you you have the number one dog, you have the number one, number two dog. There's people you can you knock off your list first. Yeah. You go because what happens is you go straight to them and they hit you hard, you you never recover from. So you gotta, you know, build, build, yeah. and when you get ready for him, you you video games. Level, level, yeah, level, gotta, big boss. But sometimes we don't understand that it takes years yeah. of leveling up. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not a you know, it's not, you know, I average five this year and I'm going to average 35. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, you know, I average five and with an aggressive summer, I got the 15. Another aggressive summer, I got the 20. Like you can, that happens. Yeah. You know what I mean? You just have to put in that time, put in the work and understand it. And I think sometimes we, we, we forget and we don't like the journey, even though we already been through the journey. But because it didn't seem like a journey, we was okay with it. Why is that? Ask both of you guys. Why we don't see it as a journey? We don't want the journey. No, we... I mean, not we, but... but I, I think because <clears throat> when you're a little kid and your goal is the ceiling, right? You're doing whatever it takes to get there. Boom, boom, boom. Right? Yeah. We're not counting the years. Right. If I'm if I'm a you know eight year old and I'm trying to touch the ceiling, obviously I know I can't touch it this year. You know, but I'm growing, working on my bounce. You know, doing all that, and that's years before I can get there. Once you're there, and you say, "All right, we need to go another mm-hmm. ten years," and like, wait, hold on, <laughs> hold on, let me let me process that. Because you got to remember, the first ten years, you didn't tell me there was there was no time. I was just I was just adjusting to my height, my weight, working on my, you know what I mean. And it's the same thing when you get to it, you know what I mean. It shouldn't be no time, you know. So when you say, you know, I want to be an all star, I want to be all NBA, I want to be MVP, I want to be, you just gotta put it out there and then just 
build on the journey. You know, you have to be, it has to be disciplined. It's hard. Yeah, you know, discipline. it's, yeah. it's discipline. hard when you're in a world, when you're in a world by yourself. And when I say by yourself, you're by yourself. The only people who can really, really understand you is the other 400 NBA players that you're really competing with. <laughs> that you're, you're comp we're, we're competing with you still. You know what I mean? You got to remember, they're going to they're gonna have the same story. That's why most NBA like friends are still in, are friends still. Because you're going through the same thing. You know, girl problems, baby mama problems, friends outside friends problems, family drama, somebody yeah. stealing from you. We're all going through the same. Yeah. We're all going through the same so we can identify with it. And you, at least you have that, you mentioned team, you have that support system. of your, You're talking about team like family and mm -hmm. friends at mm -hmm. home, but you have the support system of a team. You think sometimes. about individuals, yeah, sometimes. sometimes. But like I've, I've heard like skateboarders, snowboarders, golfers, because it's an individual sport, they're not cool like that. Like Tiger Woods, he didn't like, he didn't want to have friends. Because they were all competition. With each other. That's, you're, you're, all, you're all comp. You know, with yeah. NBA, you know, especially an LA kid. LA kid is usually different because you're usually friends. Mm -hmm. At some, you, like you, because you're going through the AAU circuit together, you guys are, you know, teaming up. You guys yeah, played at the yeah. park and like, oh, I like his style. Let me, you know, so when y'all, when, when those players get to the NBA, you got to remember LA kids, I don't know where you at, you're coming back home. <laughs> you know what I mean? Sure, sure. First thing smoking. See, as soon as the season yeah, over with, yeah, I have my exit meeting in bye bye. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so all the kids, so all the LA kids are back home. Yeah. They're gonna club together. They're gonna they're gonna hang out together. So it, the LA kids seem like more of a family than than everyone else. Yeah. I mean the Drew League. Yeah, the Drew League. So you that's what I said. So you don't really you know, I've never heard of two LA players beefing. You know, over just beefing, beefing. Like, you know, I never really heard of, you know, players like that. You know, you know, because you're, you're home. So you, you're you going to have, you're going to, even if your neighborhoods are against each other, yeah. you're going to have friends and friends who, yeah. you know, bridge yeah. those gaps. Yeah. And I was a Valley kid. I had LA friends who went to Crenshaw and some went to Westchester. Some of them, we go to party. One's blood, one's a crip. And yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. It's like whatever. Depends, yeah. depends on who's you. It depends who I'm friends with today. <laughs> <laughs> For real. I, neighborhood, I'm with him. Bye-bye. <laughs> you know what I mean? And that's how, that's how, that's, but that's how, that's how it worked. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's different. Like, I mean, you know, in L.A., it's, you know, it's, it's one of those things where it's, you're, you're glad to be here because the hoop game is just a whole different game. And opportunities that come. You mentioned that with Tough Crowd. The yeah. people that you know that were in mm -hmm. your life, they came back to it. Yeah. As an NBA player, you said it was a great part of your life. It was part of your life. Mm -hmm. But that opened doors for you to do other things. Yeah, yeah. Just show my creative side mm -hmm. um, that we're more than just athletes. Um, you know, me just tapping into fashion. You know, I'm doing this for all of us. For the next young, you know, NBA player. or I mean, next NBA player want to come up or just who in, in general. I'm just, you know, I'm just here to just give another you know, opportunity again, just like I did when I was 19, making my decision to go mm -hmm. overseas. So I'm always, you know, trying to be a trendsetter or, you know, I just do my thing and I just stay in my lane and I'm always just going to do me. So, you know, very always. And it, it makes so much sense because you're looked at the whole drip, the whole tunnel walk, you're wearing somebody else's stuff. Mm -hmm. And now you see, I mean, Russ has under the gift 
Yeah, super, yeah, yeah super honor cool. the gift. Why not do it? You know, I'm already, I'm like very knowledgeable I mean, the, about the it. The successful one thing. is going to be the one who puts his love into it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You know, you know, he said this is his next career and that's yeah. how he has to treat it. Yeah. Like the it's next my, career. Yeah. So, and it's more just being more disciplined, more disciplined. Like you said, patience and being able to trust the process like of it. Because I had Tuck Cross since 2018, it's 2021. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's three years. So, you know, every year we're getting better, better and better. And, you know, like you just said. That's how you look at it. I mean, yeah. that, you know, I remember, I think it was Nelly. One, I think it was Nelly who said it. He said, you know, people was like, yeah, you fell off. I was like, no, I had a career. Mm-hmm. A career. Yeah. A career's ups, downs, peaks, valleys. Yeah. That's what that's a career right. is. Yeah. You, yeah. You, you fall, you build back up. You fall, you build yeah. back up. Mm-hmm. You out of, like... You know, then even you, you reinvent then you yourself. Fizzle, yeah, you yeah, know, that's yeah. that, that's I think the thing that people root for. You reinvent yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You know, you gotta you gotta that's try. Good. You gotta try things. You know, you know. So it's like some years. You know, some years you you be safe. Mm-hmm. You know, because you don't know where the trend's going. Sometimes you try something edgy. And you know, if they don't like it, okay, do something yeah. different. Like yeah. you know, I, that's what I like about Kanye. It, it, it tries different, different things. It just tries it. And then if it, it sticks, sure it sticks. Does. If it does, it does. You know what I mean? <laughs> for sure goes for it. You, you got to. You know, because you just, you don't know. Maybe it's ahead of its time, mm-hmm. right? And no one likes it. And then it, it creeps back up, you know? And mm-hmm. when it creeps back up, you're back at the top. You know, or something like, oh, man, them shoes are not. Like, I'm looking at the sandals like, man. <laughs> I need some. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, I that would have worked well with huh? That would have worked well with the well, That's what I'm saying. I'm looking at it like, man, I ain't seen them before. Uh, yeah, I just picked these up the other day. Yeah, yeah. See, like stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But somebody, someone had to really put it to, to thought yeah, yeah. And, and, and put it out there and try it. You got to. Someone's going to like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's all that matters. Someone's going to like Somebody's it. Gonna like <laughs> Someone's going to like it. Someone's going to like it. Yeah. I like what you said. We started off saying pioneer, but we're going to end on this trendsetter. Yeah, we need more trendsetters. Yeah, we're trendsetters yeah. for sure. Hibachi, tough crowd. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Already said. Wait, did you just say hibachi, tough crowd, like a collab? Agent Zero. Uh, hey, you know, you know, never know. Well, I, got, I, was never. I got to step my game up first. <laughs> I got to get in. I got to step my game up first. <laughs> yeah. It's a process. Yeah. But I mean, tough crowd. I, that's a that's that's a clothing brand. Huh? Agent Zero's. That's that seems like basketball. Game. Frame of mind. That just seems like basketball gear. You know what I mean? Yeah. Hibachi, that just, mm-hmm. that ain't, you know, that's just some basketball gear stuff. You know what I mean? Little jersey, no, no. socks, and what shit. You think, what do you think? Never know. You know jersey, you little know. socks, and shit. You never know. You never know. We can do AAU. You never know. You never know, Brandon. Yes. Man, thank you guys, man, for having Absolutely. me. No problem. No with problem. the legend, with the legend himself. Two legends you know, here. You know what's crazy? When I, my, my 11th grade year, I think I sent that picture to you. You see the picture I sent you of the shoes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I had I had Adidas make some custom uh, um, shoes of, of his and had like Young Money on it in eleventh grade. Man, yeah. See, that's what you know. Yeah. You got Adidas making custom shoes yeah. for you, yeah, bro. It, yeah, it was. Yeah, and I told him I was like, yo, when I uh, I used to take we were sponsored by uh, Jordan and uh, Coach used to get mad because I used to always have my Agent Zeros on. I used to be like, yo, I gotta, yo, I gotta have these on. Like I gotta. Yeah, Jumped I gotta over the jump, man. Yeah, that's great. Like, yeah, uh, okay, yeah. For sure, yeah. Business. All right, that's it. That's what we're saying, man. Trendsetters. So, yeah. okay. two legends right here: Agent Zero, Mbachi, <laughs> Gilbert Arenas, Brandon Jennings. I'm Mike Botticello. This has been No Chill with Gilbert Arenas. Remember, you can catch us every Monday, 8 p.m. Eastern, on the Fubo Sports Network, and we'll see you next time. <laughs> <laughs>